So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Ryan Wiley here. Oh, man. You know when you record a podcast and then something happens with the app and this goes away? This is my second time recording this. That's okay. Um, so I told you before, I was going to give you live examples of things that happen in my business. You know, nothing drives me crazier than your someone's telling you things, someone that you want to learn something from, and they just talk in high-level theory stuff, like work your database. Well, yeah, but what does that mean? Like, give me give me stuff I can, like, sink my teeth into. I can chew on. Like, give me examples of what you've done. Like, down to, like, what button you click. Like, that's what I like. I need that. That's how my brain operates. I feel I've done that in these podcasts. I feel like I've given you, like, very specific ways to help your business out. Things I've done right, wrong. I'm improving on. Things we're trying. And so I also said I'm just going to give you in situations come across our plate that I think are interesting and someone could learn from, even if it's one person, although there's a lot more of you listening um, than one person, which is crazy uh, and great, um, I'm going to share. Okay, so in this example, uh, if you've listened to other podcasts, you'll know that we do not buy interest rates down. I do not. On a case-by-case basis, maximum five deals a year, if that, we will buy rates down. Okay, so this came across our plate. This example, I'm going to walk you through, um, you know, the deal and show you what we did, what the outcome was. Um, And, you know, if you can draw inspiration from it somehow, then great. Um, If one of you can learn to adopt this into what you do, then great. Um, So these have been clients. The backstory is these clients have been working with for a year and a half, um, doing some very extensive budgeting. They own a condo right now in Toronto with no mortgage on it. They we're going to, and because I helped them with their budgeting and I did smarter things for them, which was pretty cool. I'll explain another podcast. Um, they want a bidding war on a $1.2 million home. They're going to rent that home out for a year. Then they're going to tear it down Then they're going to build, spend a million dollars and do a build. And then they're going to move into that brand new home and keep their condos a rental. Okay. They've got about half a million bucks in cash. Um, so we bought this 1.2 million and I've laid out this process for them, exactly what they should do, how to structure it from a tax component, mortgage component, cash flow component. Um, and so the first part of it is closing on this purchase. Um, this first purchase is going to be 20% down. And so it's about $906,000 mortgage. Um, so I went and took them to, after much back and forth about variable versus fixed, I took them to variable because we're going to be getting back into that equity later on. Once we do the teardown, do a refi, pull out some of their, their investment. Um, so they're doing a five-year variable with the special right now with Big Red, 1.8, 30-year amp. Um, so we go and secure that for them. And as soon as we secure it, they come back. These clients, now here, and some more backstory. These clients of mine um, were, given, were introduced to me from a really good referral partner of mine who's a phenomenal realtor. And I love him to pieces. He's so good at what he does. And his clients love him. And his clients are just awesome to work with because they trust him and then they trust me. So we have instant connection there as with a lot of our referral partners. 
Um, but they screwed them over, for lack of better words, about a year and a half ago through the whole, they were shopping at that point and they were being flaky and whatnot and didn't commit to him. So he walked away and then they kept coming to me. And so first I have a conversation with the referral partner and I say, Hey, they're still, he's like, just tread lightly. He goes, absolutely. You have my blessing. Stay working with them. Cause usually I don't, I just go, Hey, if you're going to screw over him or her, who I love and trust and helps my business, like, what does that mean for me? And so I used to just say, peace out. But now I talk to the referral partner and I sort of get their thumbs up that that's okay. I don't want them to be like, oh, you're still working with them? Like, oh, okay. Um, and then I go to the client and I go, hey, so I understand what you did to, I won't say his name, let's say John, John the realtor. Um, not cool. Like, that's not how I operate. So I need your word. You've worked with me here for a couple of weeks now. You've seen what I do. You've told me you love working with me. But I need your word. I'm not going to get you to sign something. I'm not going to ask for like a deposit. But I need your word that you two are going to work with me to the end. You're not going to pull one of those fast moves like you did on John. Yeah, no, no, no. We love what you're doing. We'll work. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Okay, perfect. That's all I need to hear. Got the blessing over here. So I dig in. Roll my sleeves up. Do a ton of work. And I'm talking a ton of work. It's one of those ones where you're like, man, but there's going to be three deals here. We got the purchase. They have a refi of their condo where they're going to pull out about 600000 And then we're going to do a refi of the new principal residence once it's done. So there's some deals there. Plus, they're connected. They've got they've got a big network. So I was thinking the long game here and going, okay. Um, so we dig in. Fast forward to today. Got them the 1.8. As soon as we send that through, all of a sudden, these offers start flooding back from them about, hey, this bank's offering this, this one. And I'm talking to these people. And, we're talking, and it was like a punch in the gut. It was a punch in the gut. I haven't taken one personally in a long time. This one I took personally because they gave me their word. I realized the amount of work I've done. I realized no one else would mail set this up this way. No one else would have held their hand this way. Um, and it was like, ah, oh, okay. So I handled it. And this is how I handled it. Um, and I'm going to walk you through what happened there. So they came back with, hey, Simply Financials. And like links to the rates on all their sites. And, and I'm like, well, that's high ratio. And that's high, blah, blah, blah. And, Tangerine, well, yeah, that's the same rate I'm offering, but they have 25% free privilege. We have 20 if we request with Scotia, um, but you're not going to use that anyways. <laughs> so that's take that off the table, and I'm not included in that. So take it off. And then it started coming in the CIBCs and the TDs and going into the branch. So they had actually went into the branch. They bank with CIBC, which I always knew was a possibility, and I'm not shitting on them for shopping, for just looking out there. I'm totally not. I'm not. I'm just saying, I didn't think it was going to happen this fast, this quick, this much, like just attacking me with this stuff. And so I go, okay. So basically the offer where it boiled down to the offer that I was up against was TD, TD bank, um, 1.6 30 year variable with a $2,500 cash back. I've got 1.8 variable with no cash back. Okay. Um, you do the calculations on that. When you factor in the interest of the 20 basis points over five years, if it even goes five years, but let's just say it does, a $906,000 mortgage, it's about 10 grand, give or take an in interest, plus you have the 2,500, so it's $12,500, give or take. Okay, it's in that ballpark. That's a lot of money. That is a good chunk of money. Okay, and I admit that. I'm going in this with eyes wide open. Um, so I go, okay. So first, I wanted to see, I know I could buy the rate down to 1.7 with Scotia. I can't get it lower than that. 
but I know I could buy it down out of my own commission if I chose to. Cost me 44 basis points. Not going to do it, but I know I could. Um, so first I reached out to Scotia and said, hey, great net worth client. We're in competition over here, over here, over here. Can you, um, geez, sorry, I just saw a guy almost get run over. That's not cool. Like, you got a shoulder check, okay? Um, I'm not going to get back on track here, kids. Get back on track. That was kind of scary. Like, I almost got bailed on. And I would have been a witness. Not good. Um, okay. And so I understand. I said, when Scotia, will you buy this down? I said, we won't. Uh, and I said, okay, well, you meet us halfway. I'll buy five base points. You buy five base points. We got the exception done. So I have a 1.7 with no cash back, 22 basis points off of my commission. Um, so for easy math, we earn more than 100 basis points. But for just quicker math, let's just say we earn 100 basis points. That'd be 78 basis points I'd earn on a large mortgage. So it's still over seven grand. It's probably closer to eight. Um, so still earning good money on it, which I've rightfully earned. You know, this isn't one where I've spent, you know, two hours on. Like I have earned that money and then some. Um, so I went back and I said, okay. Now, we, we, we went back and forth on some emails and we were still apart. And so I said, okay, I laid out everything I've done for them in this email. And I was very, I said, hey, there's one part of my brain that just wants to go F you and peace out and go the other way. Shut them down off the budgets because I control access, take access away from the budgets, take them out of my CRM, um, my multiple CRMs and just move on. And then there's another part of me, which when I sleep on, who's a business owner who says, there's still money to be made there. You have to go and get it. They've got a network. There's more deals. But I'm also not just going to match what they have on the table. I'm not going to match a $1,600 cash back, which I could and still walk away with probably $2,500. But I'm not going to do it. I'm too proud to do that. And I just know how much value I bring. And they're ultimately losing way more than I am. Like way more. Okay. This is part one of like three or four with them. So they're being very short-sighted. Um, in this. And I'm not going to let a mobile mortgage specialist come in or whoever come in. It's not a broker, I know, because those rates don't exist. But a bank specialist come in and just swoop in, take the deal. Um, and I'm going to match them and get paid the same, like for all the work I've done. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. So I will give you an offer and you take it or you don't, but I'm going to back it up and I'm going to let you know what this means if you don't take the offer. So I sent them this email. It's probably four or five paragraphs. And wrote it out. And I said, hey, interest rates, you know, fluctuate. Sometimes I have the best rates. Sometimes I don't. But what I always have is the best service. I'm a true expert. I know you two understand that. The level of service I have, you will not get anywhere else. And definitely not from a bank employee. It doesn't exist. So you're going to cost yourself money long term by taking that offer. And I go, so the Scotia Bank isn't going to match that offer because that's what they thought. Oh, just Scotia will match it even though we haven't seen paperwork or anything. And that's another thing. Um, I said, they won't. This is their final offer. So now I have to pay you out of my commission to match. And I've done that once in 12 years, but I'm not going to do that fully in this example because in this situation, because I feel like I've earned it. And I feel like you need me. I'm extremely valuable to your plans here. And I've been valuable to this point. And I listed out what I've done. And I list out what they're going to lose me on. And I said, you know, you need me for the life of your mortgage. You need it need me for part two, three, four. I've laid out this master plan. And now what I do is I said, I haven't given money back. I've done it once in 12 years. I'm going to match the $2,500 cash back 
on closing, I'll e-transfer you $2,500. I get to write it off. I don't say that, but um, but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to match the 1.6. I'll give you the 1.7. And so you've got 1.6 over here. You've got 1.7 over here. Cash back's the same. Um, it's going to be it's about $48, $50 a month difference. So for $48, $50, you have to ask yourself, and I said this in the email, are you willing to end our relationship over $50 a month? And if you are, then that's on you. Now you carry out plan part two, three, four on your own and you go your way, I go my way and we wish each other luck and we carry on with life. Or you get me in your corner at a 1.7 variable and I'm giving you cash back, which I've only done once in 12 years. And I put that out there and there were some other little things I put in there, but that's the gist of it. Okay. So I drew a line in the sand. So I did the math on my end and by me doing this, I still walk away with somewhere between 47 and 5,000 when you factor in my volume bonus, my split, all that. Um, cause I have a really, really good split being, you know, owning a brokerage. Um, so I could do this. I had some money to play with. It was a large mortgage. I said, okay, well I still recoup that amount of money out of the file and I get to serve both sides of my brain. The one that was telling me to just peace out. And so F you and I'm out of here. Cause I know you need me more than I need you. Um, that one gets to live because I'm not matching it. They're putting some value if they decide to go with me in my service. Yeah, they're not putting $12,000 worth of value, but they're putting three, $3,500 worth of value. Um, so that's how I rationalize it. And then I still, the business side of me, we still walk away with close to $5,000, okay? Our average mortgage is like 550, 575, 700 we make. So, um, so we kind of, we're getting really close to that. But I know there's future business. I know we've still got three more deals with them coming. Um, so there's a lot of money there on the table. And now if they agree to this, they're not going anywhere down the road. And we've sort of set the, like they're kind of, they're in, right? We're not going to have this conversation again. It's not going to happen. So I put it out there. I, I, I kind of thought they were just going to go, sorry, Ryan, like we're going over here. And they surprised me. They came back later that night. Um, saw it this morning and they said, yeah, we agree. You bring a ton of value and we're extremely grateful that you would actually do this and offer up the money. And we will, we want it. We love working with you and we want to continue that. And I actually said in the email back when you screwed over, I use better words, but John, the realtor, I said to you, give me your word. And I go, you're by not going with me, you're breaking your word. Now, and I'm also going to meet you like closer to where you are number-wise. Um, so I, I threw that back at them, use that against them type thing. And so I wrote that email fully being able to live with either situation, knowing that I didn't just bend over and take it for matching the one six in that. Cause I would have, you know, I would have lost sleep over doing that. Even though I would have walked away with money. Um, I said, no, they got to meet me here somewhere. And they did, they chose to. So I was like, huh, interesting. It makes me feel good. Um, ish, <laughs> they have to do their due diligence. You know, this is today's world. People are being ram stuff being rammed down their throats, but this is me telling you, they didn't get the lowest rate with me. Um, we still walk away with close to $5,000. So it's a semi win for us, for them dollar wise, they're thinking it's semi win, but it's truly a huge win because we're going to save them so much more money and strategy and whatnot uh, in implementing their plans. 
um, and just, you know, the service level of what we've been up doing up to this point and ongoing, they don't see it like that. They're just looking at the dollar signs today and I get it. Um, so there you go. I wanted to put this out there and go, you don't always have to be that lowest rate, even when you buy down game time decision. We called it on this one, kind of crunch, crunch the numbers. Granted that mortgage was, you know, almost a million dollars. If that mortgage was half that, um, what would we have done? I don't know. I don't know what we would have done. The savings would have been a lot more minimal on their end too. They wouldn't have got the $2,500 cashback offer. And here's the other thing. I know some people will say, and I used to do this, say, send me their offer in writing. Okay, send me the offer in writing. And I used to do this all the time. You, you throw out a rate to me. This was before I you know, was adding so much value and I was in that rate game all the time. I would be like, well, send me the offer and I'll see what I can do. And you're never getting the offer to go and show it to your lender and go, here you go. You're getting it to just prove if they're lying to you. And I'm telling I get why you would do that. Um, just to like help your you and yourself feel better that they are lying or they're not. But I'm here to tell you that never works. I never asked to see it. So they came back. If I would have said, hey, great. If you just show me that offer, then I'll see what we can do. Well, if they were lying, they would have went into a hole and went away and just went their own direction. I would have had the opportunity to bow this out. If it's true, they send me the offer. Well, now I know that they were already working behind my scenes, but I'm no further along. If they give me that offer in writing, well, my offer's still on the table, what I was willing to do. So how am I further along? It's proved that they didn't lie, but eh, what does that mean? I could have lost the deal. I wouldn't have even had a chance if they were lying. And I caught on to this years ago because I started to see that I would ask people and then I would never hear back from them. And I'm like, okay, well, I should have just negotiated with them in whatever I was going to do without actually seeing the offer. Because if they would have sent me the offer, my negotiations would have been the same. It would have matched what they told me. So why am I, am I just doing that in spite? Am I doing it just for my own ego to kind of like prove that I was right, that they were lying? Like no one wins. We're wasting time here. So if you're asking people to see the offer, cause you just want to like, cause let's be honest, you're not going to take that to a lender. Like they think you are. Cause that's usually what you say, well, give me the offer and I'll take it to the lender and we'll see if we can match. No, that's not, that's not what you're doing. So you're trying to see if you're negotiating against yourself, right? And I'm telling you, you run the risk of losing that. Okay. Because I didn't close any clients where I asked to see the commitment of this so-called rate they have an approval. I never got the ones that did send it in. Um, great. It was what they said. And I'm still negotiating against it. The ones that didn't send it, I just lost my opportunity to negotiate against it because they go, oh, I busted. I'm not, now I'm not working with that guy. Right. So I didn't ask for that in this scenario for that specific reason, because it didn't matter. I'm kind of like, I need to put an offer out there that I can live with, that my team can live with, um, that still shows them like, hey, I'm an expert and you're gonna pay to use my service. And I feel like we got there, okay? So I'll tell you now though, the day of closing, me cutting them a check, $2,500 in e-transfer, that's gonna be like knives in the stomach. <laughs> it will. Cause that's not going to be fun. Not from like, Hey, I'm losing money. Just like the whole process of doing that and going like, Oh, here you go. Like, Ugh, I feel dirty. Okay. But I'm going to do it. It's part of the deal. Um, thinking playing the long game. Okay. So I hope you can grab 
some inspiration from that um, in some way. Um, there you go. That's my story. All right. So five texts a day, kids. Um, go out there and crush it. All right. Peace out.